2: listening to Fox Sports
1: Radio.
0: Let's just let this music go for about a minute or so where people who are listening to the radio by themselves start getting a little nervous, looking around. Oh my God, it's Harvin with a knife. He wants to stab you to death and take over the show. Ah! Oh, ah! Ah! The mic!
4: Harmon Show. Mike Harmon oh. Show here Friday, Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> right, good <laughs> run until I Hey, sheep him in are the back seen as knife. evil a- animals, so it
0: works on Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> uh Happy Friday the 13th. We could say that, right? Happy Friday the 13th. Sure. There's some percentage
4: of our uh, audience that (laughs) celebrates these movies and uh, may or may
0: not identify as Wiccans or wizards. And there's Teyshard playing the scene from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, where the the guy falls down the steps forever. Yeah, no, that's him. Yeah, it never ends.
4: I got to say, I am a little bit disappointed because, you know, in the quick search on my, uh, I've got YouTube TV as my uh, provider here, yeah. Uh good, uh, expansive lineup. But I got to say, Saturday the 14th, the comedy, is on at 1 a.m. And then Friday the 13th, the series is on starting on Sunday on something called Comet TV. Otherwise, the movies are not on today.
0: Well, no, I will say no, no. Um, right now on stars is Friday. Yeah, the 13th, no, I meant on new beginning. A, your your basic cable stuff. Oh, your basic. Okay, okay, yeah. What's well, that? It's yeah, dumb. it just I mean, seemed it like it you have on there. Depends the rights to stuff. Nah, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I got I Halloween like that, four is on. Yeah, why are you putting Halloween on on Friday the third? I mean, come on, man. Scream two. People, don't, you don't watch Friday the Thirteenth on Halloween. You don't watch Halloween on Friday the Thirteenth. It's like holidays for these guys. You, know, you got Michael Myers Day and Jason My- and Jason Voorhees Day. Holiday, holiday, holiday. Yeah. I mean, you don't do that. You don't dis- yeah. you don't disrespect Halloween by watching Jason Voorhees on Halloween. You don't disrespect Jason Voorhees by watching Michael Myers on Friday the Thirteenth. They have their days. You don't play it. You don't play a big game opposite the Super Bowl. You let the Super Bowl go, and then you have something else the next day or the night. You don't do that.
4: Well, I will say this. You can always find the prisoner of Azkaban. So you, you got can, that going yeah, for you as well.
0: Yeah, you can.
4: <laughs> no matter what time uh, of day, somewhere on your cable dial. mm mm-hmm. For a common house rat.
0: <laughs> it's there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca, Mike. It's Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Tonight's show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, uh, let's start here because, mm-hmm. you know, now that Glass Onion is becoming this big thing and everybody is watching it, we need to bring Benoit Blanc in because last night Lakers-Mavericks game, which ended in all kinds of controversy. We broke it down last night. You had a missed uh, call on a three-pointer by the Lakers at the end of regulation. You had a missed foul call on LeBron at the end of overtime. The two-minute report by the NBA <laughs> in last night's game found not one – Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven missed calls in the final two minutes in overtime. Not five, not six, seven. You missed seven, seven.
4: We joked about it as you know. Do you do three separate reports or just one when you go into double OT? Do you have multiple two-minute reports? And it didn't matter because it it just the aggregate was stunning and absolutely pathetic.
0: this is like one of those thick TPS reports that you get. Here you go. Here's a here's the last report from the final two minutes of the game last night. Now, there was overtime, so the report gets a little bit longer. But, yeah, we got a lot of misses. Now, well, the NBA – Buying a car or a house or whatever, do you actually
4: read the contract – Nope, just sign here. <laughs> what did My I realtor agree to read it about? right?
0: <laughs> Your realtor read it. Yeah, you read it. Right? Okay, I don't need to read anything. You read it for me, right? All right, all good. Uh, now they do say that the missed foul on the three uh, from Tim Hardaway Jr. was not a foul because he got the ball first, which okay, I- I'm all right with that. But the other ones are inexcusable. LeBron's layup at the end of at the end of overtime, he gets his left arm pulled down, and still there's no foul call on Christian Wood. I mean, this is where LeBron James walks away saying everybody wants me to take the ball to the rack at the end of regulation and overtime, right? This is why I don't do it. I'm just going to take jumpers that look pretty. He's never going to take the ball to the rack again. He is only going to take jumpers and threes from far out because it looks pretty and I can go back down the floor and get excited. Because look what happens. I actually try to drive and I don't get the foul call. Oh, yeah. I'm a little little pissed right now.
4: No, but let me explain why he didn't get the call. Because he tried to make it pretty by going for the reverse. And the referee said, blank you, go up strong. Oh, so that's why? Yeah, you got fouled, How do you but like it that? wasn't strong enough. I'm sorry nah, about you, that. Well, you, you decided to go for the cute reverse foul, which gave him more time to recover and try to grab you. Ergo, <laughs> you I'm not calling the
0: foul. <laughs> you would be the worst referee ever. Why? Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't really enthused with your effort on that play, so I'm not going to give you the. Foul. Hey, I, I watched a soccer
4: game this afternoon where kids were getting shoved onto the ground, and they're on a muddy field, so perhaps it looked a little worse. And the guy would just keep yelling, "Play on!" (laughs) He was the most vocal referee I've ever seen, which was fantastic. I want to get out of here. But, but at some point, I'm like, somebody's going down, they're getting hurt off one of Well, days. the thing
0: is, there's a difference between a ref like that who's like, it's 5.30 on a Friday, my weekend is starting as soon done. as this game is <laughs> over, and then you have the NBA refs who are like, okay, well, I'm kind of here for the night, and I'm getting on a flight after. So there's a little bit of a difference. No. Keep playing. Why? Because the game, you know, I'm blowing the whistle now. I'm just going to blow the whistle now. I'm out of here. I'm gone. It's good. I'm going to try to make dinner at 8 o'clock, and then uh, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm finished now. So there is Maybe, a little bit
4: maybe if you ask that referee, if you looked at and maybe they do profiles. If he's got Michael Jordan as the goat, he's not going to give LeBron any inch.
0: (laughs) <laughs> uh, so seven I mean seven missed calls unbelievable seven missed calls. how do you miss se- and these aren't plays that oh hey they missed this this was a play that was away from the ball this is a play that happened in a big tie-up where where players were on the ground these are plays that every official is looking at LeBron driving to the hoop with no time left every official is watching this and still yep nope nope no foul call on LeBron you know I mean it then and, and to, to get a little bit more serious about this, there are times when LeBron is treated like he's Frankie first year. Like, it's his first year in the NBA and there's a lot of hype around him and the referee's like, nope, you're going to earn it a little bit before we start giving you superstar calls. You're going to earn it a little bit now. Not like Sauce Gardner, who got superstar calls right away and now is a first-team All-Pro. No, no, we're going to make you earn a LeBron. Meanwhile, it's 20 years in the league, the guy's the best player we've seen in three decades and it's, you know, yeah, still, you're not going to get that foul call. It amazes me sometimes Times what he doesn't get when he goes He doesn't go to the free throw line 18, 20 times a game like he should He just doesn't do it He doesn't get that all the time Sometimes he does Now I'm not going to say it up, But you would think a guy like LeBron And Kobe and John Moran Guys who, who, who get that contact And would do it all the time They would all get the calls LeBron gets the least out of all of them, and it's insane that that happens. Yeah, I would say this um,
4: first off for anybody that did not understand that it was all sarcasm and the mocking of the referees. Um, I'm sorry. We'll work on uh, making sure there's an extra buzzer that sounds as I go into something of that ilk. Uh, but you're right. There are there are moments where it's like, all right, you do, you have to play through. Now, nothing excuses going zero for seven from three point range uh, and continuing to. Shoot poorly uh, from that side, which could have uh, well it would have made things a little easier for the the upstart Lakers on the effort that they made coming back from that huge deficit. But number of drives to the hoop, he's getting hammered. You know, we talked about it a little bit last night. There, there's some of that old hack a shack idea of it really needs to be something egregious for them to call it because there's always contact when you're the big freight, freight train coming through the lane. Right. Because conversely with LeBron, there are times where you get the did the guy really actually contact him as he's going in for the layup or dunk? kind of shot, and he gets the foul and the and one. And you're like, wait, let's see the replay. That guy kind of waved and flew past him. Did he actually contact him? So he does get his share of those. But in situations like this, yes, there seems to be an awful lot of swallowing of the whistle late in games. And I, I guess I ask you this, Jason. In football, we always say we don't want the referees to be part of the game in the final minutes, right, where something might, say Sauce Gardner's clutching and grabbing like he did all year. And they don't, they don't, they call it in the first quarter, but in the fourth quarter, everybody's like, nah, they should let them play a bit more. Sometimes I wonder if it, that, that's not the same case that we're seeing in the NBA. You know, and I, you know, the thing is, and I'm not saying that. it's right. I'm just wondering aloud.
0: No, I, I, I get that. But I, I want it. To, I mean, if it's a call, it's a call. Right, I mean, you have to call it if it's a call. Like It was targeting the end of the TCU-Michigan game. And I get that you don't want to call targeting in that situation because, boy, it's the last play of the game. But if it's targeting, it's targeting. And it doesn't matter what the play is. They call that in the NFL. And, you know, the officials went and looked at it and still came back and said it's not targeting. They just didn't want the game to end in that situation. And the thing is, you could have easily made that call. That call didn't give Michigan a touchdown. It didn't put them on the one-yard line first and goal. It would have kept their drive going. They would have had 20 some odd seconds to try to get about 45 yards. Right. So you still, even if you make that call, you, you're not bagging TCU and taking the game out of their hands. I mean, that's what's that, That's what, when I get to the point of, okay, yeah, I get swallowing the whistles, but you got to call a foul when it's a foul, right? The phantom ones and the quick ones and the touch ones. I don't believe that all fouls are created equal. I, there's fouls that happen in the first quarter of a game that you don't call in the final two minutes, but when something is over the line, and, okay, he got hacked. Yeah. The guy's got to go to the free throw line or they guy, the, the, you know, the other team gets a first down and a chance to keep going. You kind of have to do that. And, and that's where when, when you get to the splitting hairs, I kind of go the other way.
4: Yeah, in the, in the end, it's always going to be imperfect uh, unless we have the robots just take over everything.
0: Well, that's happening in baseball. We're getting ro- we're getting robot home plate umpires for AAA games now. We had that story last night. Right. Skynet is coming, man. This is the day. Wh- whatever the first day is, is going to be that date that Joe Morton says in the future. I remember April 1st, 2023. The first day the robot umpires came. What happened later? Six months later, they took it- take it over the world. <laughs> Let's also give a tribute
4: to Joe Morton, a man who came a long way from Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, I-,
0: I don't know. Uh, well, seeing as thing is he got two Blues Brothers two thousands and then he came back from it so we got he got there and then okay now you got to come back from this and then he came back but, from but it, that, so it that's good.
4: what I mean like like that's one of the first roles you
0: would remember him from <laughs> and like boom here he is. No, I the, I you know the thing is, is yeah, his his at the end when you look back at his career, it's going to be okay. He was you know he he was the big scientist in Terminator two, and that's going to be his big role. The guy's had a long career. I mean, and he's he's had, some, but yeah, but that's good. That's going to be his dark side of the moon. Yeah, look, Earl Bowen died the other day, right? The guy was a huge character actor for fifty years, right? Fifty years, and I remember him from It's a Living, that sitcom in the eighties with uh, Ann Jillian and Gail Edwards, and, and in the in the hotel in Los Angeles, it was so funny i remember from a lot of these other big famous guest spots but what do they say earl Bowen, longtime character actor what was what was his line uh he was a psychiatrist in charge of linda hamilton in terminator 2 like he was in the movie for about eight minutes not even eight what did he have maybe two minutes of screen time maybe but you know him from this because it's such a big movie so you got to embrace that
4: yeah see i wasn't aware of of joe morton's run on search for tomorrow that really changes everything. Nineteen seventy three, seventy 212 episodes as Dr. James Foster.
0: Clearly, you needed to go in search of tomorrow to find those information out. Evidently. TJ, TJ, clearly you spent too much time on Sunset Beach with the young and the restless looking for a guiding light to get you to search for tomorrow in the dark shadows to find out Joe Morton's career. DJ. I have a
4: wonderful uh, Harley Quinn band- branded bat that my daughter carried with her for a Halloween outfit a couple of years ago. I think you need to wear it now. <laughs> no, so I tied it back to uh, uh, not the costume, the bat. Uh, no, just no, the bat. Okay. How, how I brought, uh, brought it back <laughs> sure. to the DC universe and, of course, uh, Silas.
0: We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards terms. They do apply. But just think about that. Watch 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 LeBron get officiated, and sometimes you will go, how do they not give him the respect of that call when they give it to everybody else? It happens, it happens, it happens. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Bah! Tonight's Show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more—all your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Well, Happy Friday the Thirteenth. I, I gotta, you know what, Mike? I gotta tell you, coming up, it, you know, we'll do this. We'll do this uh, in top of the next eight o'clock, uh, our, our time. I got a Friday the 13th hot take for you. Really? I have a Friday the 13th hot take for you coming up. We got to do
4: Well, it. I didn't expect that. That's yeah, a nice I little gotta... bonus on a football super wild card yeah. weekend Friday. I can still say that. They're not going to sue me like they do with that other game, are they? No, no,
0: no. Super. You have to say super wild card. We went over this. You okay. have to say super wild card. If not, people don't know what you're talking about. I'm just because trying to keep up with the litigiousness of it all. Because if you just said wild card weekend, I, obviously people would go, oh, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, man. Well, he's, is what, he turning back the clock to an earlier I year? I don't, I don't even know. Wild card? What, what is this, 1984? No, but now super wild. Oh, okay. Super. That's after we expand the playoff teams. We're in super okay. wild card weekend. All right. As long super. as I'm, I'm clear. Super wild card week. On the rules of engagement. Yes, right you have to be. So make sure you say it. I mean it's like it's like I, I think that I think the NFL comes after you and says, Hey listen, you didn't say super wild card week, super wild card weekend.
4: So is your team going to <laughs> SWCW? <laughs>
0: Not no, quite a S- wrestling. Uh, you say they go, isn't it, that it, that music festival in Dallas, the South by said No, that's <laughs> SXSW. This is SWCW. It's different. <laughs> isn't that the big uh, wrestling uh, in this? No, that's WCW. This is SWW. Okay, just so you know, it, this is there's okay. different things and different abbreviations. Let's get them all set. Just trying to make sure we're set and ready
4: to dominate in hot takery.
0: S-W-C-W. Now, before we get to our upset special picture this weekend and super wildcard weekend, uh, shocking a lot of people, Sean McVay is going to return as Rams head coach next season. Remember there was a lot of talk that potentially he would leave and and look, I I thought he should leave cuz it's not like this Rams team is going to get better. They got a lot of money locked up in older players and the Matthew Stafford contract is really bad. I don't see how the Rams are going to bounce back and actually be good, right? This is his time to go. He's a he's going to be a hugely sought after coach. If you think people want Sean Payton now, you wait after a couple of years or a year of Sean McVay in the broadcast booth. And then, hey, wait, Sean McVay wants to coach? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And every single team, the Patriots would kick Bill Belichick to the curb to get Sean McVay, right? So just that's how sought after he would be. He would pick any job he wanted. And I thought, look, leave now. It's not going to get any better. But I will say this. I give him a lot of credit. I give him so much credit, Mike Harmon, because he's coming back because of the way this season went. They were the worst defending champion in the Super Bowl era, right? They were eliminated very early. Everything went wrong. And the fact that he comes back after so many things went wrong, that says a lot to his team. That says a lot to to the organization about, hey, no, no, I'm not leaving this thing. Say, hey, I won the Super Bowl. Goodbye, everybody. Boy, things are in disrepair. I'm selling this house and buying a new one. No, I give him a lot of credit for coming back after this kind of season because I guarantee you he doesn't want to leave with the team in disrepair. In, in in a weird way, the Rams get to keep him because of that. Because if Let's wow. say the Rams had made the playoffs and, hey, they go in, they win a game, and then they lose in the second round, and it looks like it's a, okay, hey, we validated, we came, we're not nearly as good as we were last year, other teams pass us by, all right, I feel like I'm leaving this program in a good place and he can go. Because they were so bad, I bet you that was a lot that had to do with him coming back because knowing him and knowing the competitor that he is, that would drive him, and that's why he came back.
4: Yeah, I mean, something we've talked about a lot during the process and throughout the season, right, is this was kind of a specter uh, hanging over this squad all off season, Goes back to a conversation he had with Jay Glazer, our guy on, on his Unbreakable podcast, talking about mental health and trying to achieve balance and a lot of that. And so coming into the the Super Bowl parade, that those couple of people attended uh, before he was yelling, run it back and getting everybody excitable. I mean, there were already whispers that he might make an announcement there, right? Hey, let's keep an eye out because maybe the booth is calling. And so part of me is like, all right, I, I hope he, he did the the check in right with his wife, with the people around him and from the mental physical, all of that, that it, that it checks out, right? Cause that was one of the things in the background that we wanted to make sure to raise our hands and, and say, hey, if, if you are burnt out to that level, then yeah, figure out how to recharge your batteries and maybe it's you find your next great calling. So hopefully that the other is I hope he wasn't bullied back into that courtroom. I mean, back into the meeting room uh, like, uh, you know, Caffey was bullied into that courtroom back <laughs> in a few good men. Right. To where all the negativity and the optics of it all didn't force a decision that. Is going to mean he's regretting it and has that look on his face, kind of like he did the last couple games of the regular season, where he's in, but clearly it's it's a different a different process when everything's sinking and your stars are hurt. Hell, Jalen Ramsey took to to Twitter and and social media already talking about change for next year. It's like, all right, let's uh, throw that uh, log on the fire while we're at it <laughs> uh, and having these discussions but to come back less than a week after the season ends to give clarity and just say, I'm in, you know, huge because he'd given his assistants permission to start looking around. So uh, perhaps that, that changes in plans and discussions they were having and you keep some continuity therein. but certainly health is one of the big things. They'd been fairly fortunate coming into this year, you know, with health the last couple of years and, well, it all came at once. Uh, so, in a lot of the big names. When you are star laden and don't have a lot of depth at key positions, you are in trouble. Matthew Stafford also had. We've been hearing the leanings of him coming back, so I guess. Well, he's
0: got a lot of money coming his way. He's not
4: walking away yeah, yeah. from all that. Cash. No, no, no. But but look, there there was discussion though of the concern of his wife, how serious the spinal injury was. Right. I mean that that's a that's a real thing. That kind of puts things in clarity after 12 years in the league where you've made a lot of money. I'm not saying you wouldn't trade it all for another dollar, uh, but, you know, you've made a lot of money. You know, Montgomery Burns a little bit faster. I'll trade
0: it all for another dollar, Smithers. Oh, I did. Give it all for a little
4: more. But it's the the idea that, you know, he, he won his Super Bowl, all of these things, right? Check all the boxes and that he has indicated that he wants to come back. So part of that is also the pressure of, hey, McVay, we were going to run it back. We didn't get to. Let's let's try to do this together. So, you know, maybe there, there's a lot of things at play. Um, I would have been very curious if he'd left. And don't forget, they could still trade him. I mean, he's still, sure. right? Sure. I mean, the Saints still have the rights to Sean Payton. So if McVay and, and the, the Rams aren't happy about this, that, the other, I mean, they could still go and get back all those picks that they don't have. You know, in in exchange for their coach, if they so desired.
0: Hey, McVay, guess what? What? Hey, I got good news. We're getting a first round pick. Oh, that's awesome. Where are we getting it from? The Jets. Oh, the Jets are picking like around 10th, right? Yeah, 13th. Oh, that's going to be great. What do we give up? Um, everything what did it why cost don't you, you everything? Why, don't, why don't you come into my office and we're gonna sit down and talk about it no just tell me I want to I tell whoever uh, we have to tell to pack and leave it's gonna be tough man who Who do we have to trade was it Ramsey was it Um, just come into the office and we'll, we'll talk about things a little bit here and, and I oh and I need your uh, security pass code <laughs> and um, this uh, this security guard is gonna uh, walk with you to your office right now why does he have a box in his hand no actually the box is for you why is it empty well it's to put things in Why do I put it just just truck come into my office for a couple i'll explain it all to you sean uh but no yeah positivity on a friday and and you know it's a lot of respect for him coming back to a job that he knows is not going to be easy look they're not going to contend for a couple of years you know it's the end of the cycle and they don't have the replenishments coming in but i give him a lot of respect because he could have walked away and saying i've done i've accomplished
2: but coming back is awesome
0: Jason Smith's show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. All right, let's get to one game here. Let, let, yeah. Let's start previewing Upset Special. And this, part of me is picking this because I can. I feel like I can see it coming because of the way one team has been the last few days. The other one, the other part of it is I'm a little bit of, ooh, does he have one more game of magic left in him? Give me Tampa Bay and three at home over the Dallas Cowboys. Look at you. I love it. This historically has been a game the Cowboys lose, right? They're not coming to the playoffs with any confidence whatsoever. And, you know, they lay an egg last week, and they're answering all kinds of questions. And this is what goes along with being the Cowboys. Now you have – emotions are amped up at a frenzied level, and the Cowboys are coming in going, do we still have the right stuff? Do we still know what it takes to win? All right? Tampa Bay's defense is really good, and I think they have one more game in them before they get ushered out of the playoffs to make that one last stand with Tom Brady, what's probably going to be Brady's last game with Tampa Bay. They will make life difficult for Dak Prescott. They're going to put it on Dak to win the game. All right, Make no mistake about it. You are gonna, Tampa Bay is going to load up to stop their running game and say, Dak, let's see if you can do it through the air, because he has struggled when you've had to rely on Dak and making the team one-dimensional. Dak can't do it, and Brady's going to have enough magic left to win this playoff game before you get a little bit deeper and suddenly now you're against the San Francisco's and the Philadelphia's, and things get a little bit more difficult. So, give me Tampa Bay. Get it. Tampa Bay on the field, but of course, Mike Harmon, I'm not going to turn down the three points.
4: No, you can never turn down the points. I've seen a lot of... uh Detail. I'm trying to find one that was a really fun uh, number, fun with numbers on the DAC over for interceptions. We'll keep ferreting that out uh, and get some of that. Todd Furman will join us from Vegas later on tonight. Uh, I like that. I think you'll see some of a playoff Lenny. And don't forget, Tom Brady will uh, likely stand in the pocket and absorb more punishment uh, than he's done during the regular season uh, to try to let things develop a little downfield, even if that offensive line is
0: porous. A lot you know of it's a, a lot of it's tough because talent wise the cow, the Cowboys are better. You know the Cowboys are better than than than, than the Buccaneers, but when you Except get that one playoffs, position, baby. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And when you get to the playoffs, things get crazy and I we've watched the Bucks handle the playoffs the last couple of years and Dallas is under all kinds of pressure cuz even though they're just a good but not great team, the pre, they they're treated like they're Super Bowl favorites and it's a really difficult thing to carry around when the image of your team is one thing, and the reality is another. They're a they're a more talented team, but this is a week where things get really difficult on Monday night. It's the only get the pressures there. Jerry Jones does the Cowboys no favors by amping up the pressure on Dallas, talking about Mike McCarthy's contract situation, everything this week. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, give me give me Tampa Bay in an upset here, and it would just be. I mean, that would be the only story we need, right? In in, in Wild Card. Yeah. We weekend the cowboys are out and tom brady lives that that's the only thing we need
4: okay two things you screwed it up it's super wild card weekend sorry and super don't forget wild you and i'll weekend. actually be yes. on air breaking that game yes. down as it happens monday night mm-hmm. here on fox sports radio uh, i hate being trendy guy here but um the jaguars plus two and a half the Mike oh, Williams man. thing, the, uh, the cauldron that's bubbling here in L.A., and I know we've got to talk a lot more about it, so I won't belabor the point here. Not terribly inspired by the way Jacksonville played in that season finale. That was not a pretty game by any mm. means. Uh, but they find their way into the playoffs for the Chargers. Yeah, Mike Williams, uh, that's a pretty 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 big loss although i do like keenan allen he was on uh, am 570 la sports he said well we got to go in the, like to their house and we got to just take everything
0: they won't mm, take it you know everybody is very happy now my relatives in jacksonville are all very happy you picked jacksonville they're all very very happy well i mean Frostberg's not,
4: not here to start yeah. telling me i'm dead do i am no, and, and all that no, and, stuff and, so. and
0: seriously now ask me that would you still have picked the jaguars if frostburg was here and 100%. not you, really. You would have hundred about that, man. I'll take come that, in and fought you.
4: I'll, I'll take. I'll take the coaching win here, just like we take the quarterback in the other matchup you mentioned. I'll Dude, take the coaching I, win, and uh, yeah, the the loss of Mike know, Williams man. downfield. I think is big.
0: Frostburg in the playoffs is a different animal. I don't think he would have taken two. Well, he's going to be I, mad
4: I, at me because he's going to be like, "Are oh, you going to try to take <laughs> checks out of my take money out of my family's miles?" I'm like, oh, you got. Well, you got the first one." You can blame your coach for the rest.
0: <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. So there it is, our first run of upset special picks for NFL Super Wild card weekend. Mike's got the Jags. I got the Bucks. Coming up next, you got more NFL coming your way. Uh, what team's quarterback is quote a monster created by the money he got this past season? Here's Zach a hint. Wilson. It's, it's 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 not Lamar Jackson. It's not it's not. It's he, he hasn't got, got paid credit. yet. It's <laughs> not Lamar Jackson, who was a monster created by the contract he got this offseason, according to one of his teammates.
2: That's next right here. Jason and Mike Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith <laughs> Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Today's Friday. Uh, happy Friday. Happy Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's the Friday the 13th song yeah. we
4: all <laughs> expected right there.
0: Love stinks. Um, and a guy's still falling down the stairs from Friday the 13th. two falling still falling.
4: Well, it's like that's his own personal hell right you got that system of torture for the rest of uh eternity just gonna he's keep falling, falling down downstairs. the stairs the biggest set of stairs in the world well you're running up that hill he's falling down those stairs it's like he's
0: walking down the steps of the statue of liberty he just da, 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 all the way, all the way all the way,
4: all the way. Oh, he's robert sala running stairs before jets games
0: uh this, and it's kind of weird we're going to do this, but we are going to do the most predictable story of the year. I know we're in early January. There is no more story that was more predictable than this. A Yahoo report involving Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. Michael Silver, NFL media, Yahoo writer, insider, uh, has a story in which he's spoken to an anonymous Arizona Cardinals veteran who said of Kyler Murray, it was like they created a monster when the Cardinals gave him that $230 million contract extension in July. According to the player, once paid, Murray felt even less compulsion to study his game plan or fulfill the expectations of the franchise quarterback position than he had in the past, and the Cardinals' collapse felt predictable. This this is the most... There is no more story more predictable than this. Hey, they're going to give Kyler Murray a lot of money. Gee, I don't know. Oh, and part of it is they want to put in that he has puts in extra time studying uh, every week, but we're still going to give him $230 million. No, no. Do you really think he's going to study more? Okay, okay, it's, we'll take the clause out. Oh, so now the clause is out. Now I don't have to study at all. Okay, the most predictable story of this or any year in the NFL.
4: Yeah, I— I'm just going to go out at a limb here and say, could I have just written that saying I talked to an anonymous source in Arizona? <laughs> I mean, that not that probably like throwing? I, I don't know, just throw something in the room and hit some random guy. Would you agree with this statement? <laughs> uh huh. I, I don't know. Like, I, it's I just kind of shrugged when I saw the headline, but we we take a, a look and wrap our arms around everything going on in the sporting universe and. Of all the stories, this was one of them And it's just that curiosity of reality I mean, I think there's probably Be someone You could probably find someone to put their name on it Somewhere in there I mean, I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury at some point will be happy to sit down and talk to somebody (laughs) and say what he needs to about all this. I know I've heard people joking, hey, anybody find Larry Fitzgerald on his podcast and ask him any questions about these things? (laughs) He hangs out with Jim Gray and Tom Brady. Uh, Do you have any comment on this? uh, 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 So, yeah, for Kyler Murray, if you gave in and – kept going and i've never seen the final clauses of the contract so i don't know what's in or out uh and whether that stayed in or if they actually did excise it either way the damage was done and so if you're trying to expect things to change incentivizing a guy with a giant bag of money and you know i'm gonna give you this money but it's on this condition And how much of that's guaranteed once I sign this paper and the the notary stamps it? I mean, that's it, right? So, you know, another uh, ode to the departed front office. I hope uh, Kime is doing well and and his health is okay. But uh, just another example of how they did things back back asswards
0: there. You know, and 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 just really quick on this, we talk about Matthew Stafford potentially having the worst contract in the NFL and it's bad. Like Matthew Stafford's contract isn't good, but Kyler Murray's got a worse contract because Arizona has no relief until after 2027. The dead cap is so high and there's no way they can move on. They are absolutely stuck. I'd rather have Matthew Stafford's contract than I would have Kyler Murray's contract because you can get out of Stafford in in a couple of years sooner. In 2025, you're not paying as much. The dead cap isn't as much. This is the worst contract in the NFL. Well,
4: because you also got to go find a coach to go work with them. If this is the mm. reputation and they're kicking the tires, they talk to people.
0: Might be a tough yeah. sell other Haven't than it being Payton. one of 32. Haven't heard Sean Payton to the Cardinals a lot happier yeah. the last couple hey, of years? Hey, Vance days.
4: Joseph allegedly has a good relationship. Maybe he
0: just stays in uh, a sense of to the top spot. Coming up next from the tirerack.com studios, what head coaches are coaching for their jobs this weekend? Fox.